the beautiful thing about it is we'll take kids from Memphis and we'll put them with kids from Dallas or put them from with kids from um, you know Chicago or kids. We have some kids uh, from LA at KA. You're put in a cabin. You're forced to build relationships with kids who aren't from the place you are, and and they're not like you. And you meet some of the best people you'll ever meet who aren't from Memphis. And so right, that right there broadens their horizons. Yeah. But being in that environment, it's key. It builds on what the ministry's done, or it can be a, a great starting point uh, for a young person. Hi, and welcome to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. It was uh, back in 1978 that Joe White of Canacook Camps, it's the largest family of Christian sports camps in America, started giving the last week of the camp in the summer to serve the camping needs of urban youth. This I Am Third Foundation was created, a nonprofit organization birthed out of the need and eventually the demand for a camp dedicated to serving urban youth and adult leaders became so great that the first Kids Across America camp was built. We're here to talk about this with my good friend, Randy Oldham. The camps decided they needed to steal Randy away from us here in, in Memphis. <laughs> That might be a, a rumor, but that's not true. No, they didn't steal me. Uh, <laughs> what's great is I, I, I returned back to KA where I used to serve for 15 years, but I, I get to live here in Memphis. Because this camp, when you were a student at Wachita Baptist University, which, by the way, have you been there lately? Yes. Isn't that a beautiful? Phenomenal place. Phenomenal growth. Uh, phenomenal campus. Beautiful place. So when you were a student there, you had a chance to do some summer intern work that's right. at these camps. That's right. So, I, I went there as a student in college. and. I mean, for the first time in my life, I saw an environment that uh, it just blew me away. Fun, exciting sports, and all uh, for the glory of God, for Jesus Christ. And it was there that I met uh, many of the defining relationships in my life. Met uh, Roy Soup Campbell. I met my wife, Calandria, there. And Is so that where you met Calandria? That's where I met Calandria, yes. I didn't yes. realize that. We did. We met there. And so KA has played a, a, a pivotal uh, role in my life throughout the last 30 years. And so being able to go back and work with Higher Ground, and which is a leadership camp, and, and be able to be back at the camp family is phenomenal. And also to be able to have my feet here in Memphis yeah. so, that, so that we have the best of both worlds. This is like embedded in your DNA, really. You're right, I it guess is. I didn't realize the history. So does this mean Randy Odom is going to start sleeping in tents? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not that camped out. I'm not camped out like that. We we have cabins with air conditioning. and uh, you know That's uh, my kind of camping, brother. Yeah, it's my kind, too. But no, I'm not doing the tent thing. But it, it is fun. It's exciting. Kids Across America, part of Canacook family, has over close to 9,000 kids a summer come out to camp. We have really four camps, high school, elementary, and middle school, plus the leadership camp that, that we're running. What people don't know is, is Memphis is the number two city in the nation. About 800 kids come from Memphis. And I know you were a big part of that. When you were the director of MAM, Memphis Athletic mm-hmm. Ministries, you connected with youth all over the city. All over the city, which, once again, it's just in our DNA. There's organizations like Young uh, Women Striving for Excellence, Streets, MAM, Red Zone, Many ministries that Memphians know about, they come to Kids Across America. And so for me, it's just a great fit. I'm excited to continue build these relationships. And what I'd really like to see is Memphis past Dallas and being the number one city that sends kids to KA, let's get Memphis that number one spot. And so how can we become that number one spot? Well, you know, organizations, churches, 
uh, youth groups, individuals. Simply go to the Kids Across America website, and it'll give you all the information how to register. Also, you can connect with us through Facebook page, and there's also Instagram. Many youth groups and organizations come, and kids come out to the camp every summer. So you mentioned Soup Campbell. Mm -hmm. Of course, he's our Memphis-raised and born, and Soup is awesome. I mean, so how long has Soup been working with the camps? I didn't realize that. Yeah, Soup is there. He actually, we'll go back a a couple years, Soup brought kids uh, for many years from Icon Ministries. In the last, I'd say, four years, Soup started working with the group leaders, when a group, let's say like man, bring kids to Kids Across America, they bring adult coaches, group leaders. Well, those group leaders, they have a separate program for them. So they don't, they don't have to program. They don't have to, uh, they don't have to corral the kids. The KA staff has counselors that do that. And these group leaders get, they have a program geared toward them to give wow. them, uh, 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 an empowering, encouraging, equipping time with other group leaders from across the nation so they can network, they can be encouraged and soup. Uh, who's been in ministry uh, over 40 years, he had a heart for those group leaders. And so he it's funny, he really worked. He's part-time with KA, but he's really full-time because, you know, Soup doesn't do anything <laughs> part-time. Right. Right. And so he, he he has a staff, and his, him and his wife, Linda, they, they head up the Kaleo program. So Kaleo is Greek for called one. And if you're working with kids in urban ministry, you're called. Those group leaders come, and Soup, he leads that program for them. You were talking about how these group leaders come and, and they get opportunity to be engaged in the in the program and a special leadership skills that are offered to them. I mean, that's so valuable, I guess, too, when they return back with their kids, back to yes. their, their home base, right? Yes. I mean, so many times, uh, folks, people in ministry, they're working, you know, 51 weeks out of the year. Uh, they You're on call all the time. You never turn it off. So for them to be able to come to camp, for them to be able to relax, kind of press pause on what they were doing in the city – and they can they the the mission is to equip empower and encourage uh, those leaders um, and and really kind of fill their spiritual tanks so that when they go back they say we want camp likes to say we want to give those leaders a bubble bath in Jesus wow. want them to get replenished and then send them back into the city recharged. Randy, let's back up. Originally, you're from Texas. Yes, yes. Uh, you grew up in a single parent yes. home, family yes. home, right? Yes. Let's back up a little bit and just kind of describe what life was like for Randy Odom growing up. So for me, I grew up in a kind of a latchkey. My parents worked all the time. Uh, My mom passed away when I was going into the ninth grade. And and we went to church a few times, but I didn't really I didn't really have a constant role model uh, for me, except for a coach who was in my life. And uh, and and seeing that coach and being with, with, with Coach Collinsworth, you know, allowed me to be able to go to college. And so while I while I became a a Christ follower became a Christian when I was ten years old. I didn't really have a lot of people showing me how that, how to live that, or how that worked uh, on a daily basis. And so it wasn't until I got to college, and then and then and then had mentors and people in college, and then I worked at Kids Across America um, when I was in college. Uh, like I said, that was a pivotal time because I saw young people who were just like me, uh, focused on God, and it didn't matter what ethnicity you were. It didn't matter what. If you were Baptist, Methodist, it didn't, it didn't, non-denominational. Everybody came to this camp for the sole purpose of being Jesus with skin on and, and leading these young people to Christ. And to be honest, it was one of the, it was one of the funnest times I ever had. (laughs) And so I wanted to go back and do that. Take us back into the streets of Memphis and where many of them or most of them are your evaluation of our youth since you have spent so much time investing in our Memphis youth. Yeah, I was thinking about it the other day. It's probably close to 30 years of, of working in urban youth ministry. And I think so many times the things that, 
that we take for granted, a young person, a kid being able to be a kid and have fun and laugh and, and not have to, if you walk to school and you're walking through a neighborhood that's not safe or you're, you know, you deal with so many pressures growing up, being able to step outside of that for a week. I think our young people deal with, with trauma, single parent home or violence in the neighborhood or, you know, divorce, anything that can lend to trauma. They deal with that. They carry that. That's kind of an invisible backpack that a lot of the of the youth that I see in Memphis carry. I'm so thankful for organizations like MAM and Streets and Girls Inc. that are unpacking uh, that backpack uh, with the gospel and with mentorship. And so I think, you know, an organization like Kids Across America is, is perfect because it takes the kids out of their environment. They get to let down their guard and and they get to be a kid. Yeah. We talk about social change and what we can do to change the environment in our youth, but Talk about the gospel and how the gospel of Jesus Christ is the real transformation power. That's kind of foundational. Oh, most definitely. Everything else is behavior modification. I mean, when you talk about the gospel, it's the only thing that can change a heart, that can change a life. You know, um, I heard a couple of weeks ago, uh, meditate on the gospel. It becomes your motivation. The gospel of Jesus Christ, and that's why I'm sitting here today, because it was the gospel of Jesus Christ that, you know, I met a man who who, to- who who showed me love like I never had before, and that was Jesus Christ. And when you come in contact with that, and you not just you read about it in the Bible, but you get to see it in a tangible form. What does the gospel look like? Yes. And so with organizations, as we listed before, MAM, Streets, uh, red zone ka we want at ka we want our, our counselors to be jesus with skin on and to show the love of christ before they tell it yeah yeah and so that's so important because nothing else can change a person totally and and so i i just think everything else is is kind of putting a band-aid on a broken leg wow. where the gospel it changes people and yep. and it heals hearts and, and so often when we say gospel we connect that with going to church right but we're talking about a life change. Right. Going to church is the overflow of the gospel because yep. I, I am a Christ follower and Jesus saved me, changed my life. Um, then I want to I want to be in that environment where other other Christians are, too. So when I say gospel, I mean knowing and believing that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and that he paid that price. And that he is the only one that can fill that hole that's inside. As you mentioned, your new position with the camps, this higher ground program, yes. that's your leadership yes. with the youth, ages 14 to 19, yes. I believe. Yes. And I was looking over the criteria that these Christian leadership camp, you have to do. You have to be in an ongoing relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You have to possess a strong desire to grow in his or her faith, agree to participate in all training activities, spiritual and physical, assume personal responsibility to grow in their faith and leadership while at camp and at home, submit to and follow authority, have a mentor accountability partner involved, be prepared for fun and exciting training. I mean, can you actually find youth that are willing to commit to this? Oh, yes. Uh, you know, Higher Ground's been in existence for over 15 years, and, and there are young people out there who, and a lot of the group leaders, they refer young people to us. You don't have to have gone to KA before, but, you know, there are young leaders out there, young people like you just described, who they might not have, they might not be excellent in all those areas, but but they're proficient in most of them or in some of them. And so we want to take those leaders, put them into an environment that's going to encourage, equip and empower them to grow their leadership. And, and we want to we want to train them and build them up in, in a in a gospel focused environment so that they can go back in the city and lead and serve and have the right mindset. 
I know you know Dr. Carolyn Bibbs with Creative Life down in South Memphis. Yes. Downtown Memphis, really, on the riverfront. I've talked to some of her students in the past, you know, and many of them in that area because of drive-by shootings and things that happen. They don't even go outside in the front yard and play. They're confined into their own home. So something like a camp like this can yes. – the opportunity gets them out of their environment into this beautiful Ozark, you know. Right scenery and wildlife right the beautiful thing about it is we'll take kids from memphis and we'll put them with kids from dallas or put them from with kids from um you know chicago or kids we have some kids uh, from la at ka you're put in a cabin you're forced to build relationships with kids who aren't from the place you are and and they're not like you and you meet some of the best people you'll ever meet who aren't from memphis and so they're right that right there broadens their horizons yeah but being in that environment, it's key. It builds on what the ministry's done, or it can be a, a great starting point uh, for a young person. One of the things that your goal is in equipping these campers is to help them properly study the Word using a variety of applicable resources. Yes. Give me yes. some ideas what that's about. So like every every young person today, no matter what income you are in, in America, they have a cell phone. And you can download the Bible app. You can download uh, the Bible Hub. You can download different resources, and they're right there. So, how do we take media and and teach them uh, how to use media, how to use technology, and then how do we teach them how to open the Bible, but how to study God's word, dig into God's word, and how do you apply God's word to whatever situation they're going through? One of the things we're dealing with is identity in Christ. That's a huge thing we, we want to look at, not just in a study time where we're studying from God's word, but some active learning. Who is God? And when you frame up who God is and what Jesus did, then you're able to look at yourself and you get a, in light of that. Who am I? And we want to yeah. set that foundation for yeah. them yeah. so that they can share. Uh, we, you know, we talk about sharing your testimony, uh-huh. but at higher ground, uh, we're going to say, you know, you want to tell his story through your story. And so how do you do that? We want to train them to be able to tell their story with confidence. Yeah, and you also say tell their faith story with scriptural context. Yes, yes. You know? So for me, Romans 12, 1 and 2, present your body a living sacrifice. This is your reasonable act of worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Be transformed through renewing of your mind. That's one of the first scriptures I read where I felt like God spoke to me, and he said, you know, Randy, that's been you. You've conformed to the pattern of this world. I don't want to conform anymore. I want to be transformed. And so being able to take God's word and see how it's how it's been how it's used in your story and then being able to communicate that in a in a in a two minute, three minute way to anyone who comes in contact. To acquire a biblical understanding of what it means to lead like Jesus Christ in modern culture, man, that's big. Yep. To be able to serve. Yeah. Lead like Jesus. He was a servant leader. He didn't domineer or, or demand that people follow him. But how do you do that in in the culture that we live in today, which that's countercultural. I firmly believe that these young people will be setting the stage for the next 10 years and and that uh, that they can do this. And we're excited about the opportunity. Since you've been involved with this for so long, reflecting back over the years, any youth that you can maybe tell a story, you remember here in Memphis where they got involved with one of these camps and they've gone maybe year after year and where they are today, what God has done in their life as a result. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think about uh, Willie Baldwin who, who came to KA – when I first was at KA, before I knew Soup, I remember Willie coming as a kid in high school with Soup. Then now, when Willie was at camp, I mean, probably eight or nine years, you know, Willie now is the assistant director of Icon Ministries. Willie brings kids from Memphis, from Binghampton to KA. And so, you know, it's it's gone full circle. But those stories are hundreds of young people um, who, uh, who do that. Like this year, when, when Calandra and I... When we go to KA and we run this camp, 
Um, 90% of the staff that I'll, that I'll be working with at my camp were campers. And so I've got a young lady. I've got a couple from Texas. I've got uh, a young lady from Memphis who's working with us. But all of these young people were, were campers at one time. And so higher ground campers. So being able to reproduce that and, you know, one hallmark or earmark of our success is do we have campers who work at KAA um, as counselors, as staff, on leadership, um, do we have a pipeline yeah, where yeah, these young people yeah, can work at yeah, Kids Across America yeah. and then come back to their city and, and make an impact? You mentioned that you're going to be leading the camp. So mm-hmm. when will you be leading the camp? Is this this summer? And It'll be this summer. How much time is that going to take for your investment? And what is that going to look well, like? Well, I'll be leaving Memphis uh, the 1st of May. My wife will be coming mid-May. So we'll be in Branson uh, or in Golden, Missouri, where KA is located for, for the summer. I'll come back to Memphis probably once or twice a month and just check on everything. Um, but we'll be at camp uh, for the summer. And then in, uh, in 1st of August, we'll come back to the city. And, and my year is spent uh, when I'm not at camp building relationships, recruiting kids, recruiting staff, and recruiting groups to, to, to come be a part of what we're doing at KA. That summer, I, I, will, I will miss Memphis. I'll think finally of Memphis in May. Uh, but I'll be back in August ready to hit the ground running. Okay, so your son Enoch. Enoch, yes. What's this mean for him? It means he has the biggest backyard in the history of our life. Uh, you know, being able to grow up at camp with a swimming pool and a ski tube boats and treetops and uh, zip lines. I mean, he'll be able to... He'll be able to live there and in the summer and hang out. He's been to camp multiple times, yeah. but now it just, you know, and he'll come back and do some things with our church and come back and be in, in Memphis some. But for us, it's, it's just the whole family. We're committed to this ministry, and I'm excited about getting that time with him in that environment. This is so incredible, Randy, the opportunity that God is affording you through your time with this new ministry. And it's again, a blessing. Yeah, like I said, it's not, not new to you, but it's new to us. We're just hearing about your involvement, but knowing that you've had this long history and how God has used it and, and the connection with Memphis. I mean, isn't it neat to see how God divinely appoints and plans and orchestrates things like you coming from Texas to Memphis, you know, mm-hmm. and then having already had the experience with the camps, but now connecting the Memphis youth with the camps right. and now bringing that leadership role to where you are today. Yes, sir. You've been talking about modeling different things for the youth. You know, you talked about kids finding their identity in Christ one of the issues I want you to talk about in a minute, if you would, is how you model for kids conflict resolution, because we've got a generation of youth, whether they're in urban or non-urban youth, wherever they are, that you've got a conflict. Well, let's have a fight. Let's grab a gun. So what are you doing to help them to learn how to resolve conflict? Well, you know, it's funny. One of the things we do, and I, <laughs> we stage, this is, I'll tell the secrets here, but we'll stage a conflict among staff. Uh, we'll set it up for a couple of days. We'll, we'll, we'll get in an argument or a petty, have some petty words, but we'll set up this conflict and the kids won't know that we're staging it. And then we'll unpack to them. How did that make you feel when your leaders were in conflict? What emotions did you see us? Did you feel like we let you down? And then we just kind of back into, okay, um, what's the goal of conflict? You know, we can go through conflict biblically and come out closer, come out stronger, come out, but we have to have humility. We have to seek to listen before we seek to be heard. And for us, we want to we want to go to God's word and say, what does God's word say about how we handle conflict? But then also give them the tools. How do you de-escalate your behavior? How do you, you know, what do you do when you're frustrated? What are the things that you can do 
to bring down that mood elevator so that you can you can think rationally, you can think calmly, and you're able to make wise decisions. That's one of the things that we'll we'll model with them, and we'll talk to them openly about how do you make wise decisions as a young person. You know, not in the heat, be quick to listen, slow to speak, yeah. slow to become angry. And so we model that to them. And then we're also honest with them about, hey, we work together at, at HG and we have conflict and this is what we do. Yeah. I think one of the things is uh, being quick to always ask for forgiveness. Oh, wow. Yeah. And realizing that hurt people often hurt people. But how does that play out in, in with God's word? Oh, that's a really good word there, brother. I appreciate you sharing that. As we start moving into the wrap-up time here, I, I kind of want to spend most of this time going back to what you talked about, forming these partnerships with local churches. And right. I kind of want you to speak into that in those listening to the community, pastors, other ministries, yes. and business owners, too, Yes, and, and how they might be able to connect and help sponsor, and, and most definitely. what can they do to help? You know, we'll start off first with the cost for a camper. The total cost is around $800 a week. But Kids Across America raises the rest of the money, so that's why we can charge a camper one one sixty five for the week because we have a team of people who are out there raising that money. In Memphis, you know, one of the things when I took kids to camp was I would ask people to sponsor a kid. Will you pay $200? Why? Because that covers some meals for the kids up there and back. But also, when I was at MAM, we would, the kids would pay a little bit. We want them to have skin in the game. So sponsoring a young person is, is key. You know, if you have kids and they go to camp, wouldn't it be great for your family to sponsor a young person to go to KA? Also, you know, if you have a business, we have, you know, the cost for camp is nominal. What's expensive is the transportation. The bus from Branson to here or here to Branson is about six, seven grand for a bus. About 70 kids can go for that. So a business could could say, you know what, I want to help a ministry go to KA. I'm going to take care of the bus or a portion of the bus. Uh, and I could be the the vehicle that could connect you with a certain organization. Well, if a church had a a bus that qualified, oh yeah, was worth they, 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 they could donate. I could that. connect them. I could connect them with the ministry here in Memphis that comes to KA, and then that would be a great savings for that ministry because they wouldn't have to they wouldn't have to cover that cost. That's a phenomenal. So if you're a church out there and you have a bus, a transportation that could take kids to camp, and you have a driver, I'd love to talk to you and connect you with some of the ministries here yeah. who definitely would need your help. You know, that's one way i have relationships with almost every ministry in memphis that comes to ka if you're a church leader and you go you know i would love to take my youth group i'd love to find a way to take my youth group to ka then you can get in touch with me i'll help you work out those details Um, we would love to talk to you if you're a business help sponsor us sponsor a camper sponsor a cabin that's 10 kids or uh, help sponsor some some level of transportation or if you're a church and you have bus or van I'd love to connect you with a ministry. All of the above. You know, my heart is just to see kids and churches and individuals uh, partner with Kids Across America because I think it can impact the city. I know your passion, man, and I know your love for these kids. And it's like it's never ceasing. It's, It's incredible, man. I thank you so much for the investment and what you're allowing Christ to do through you and your family together to minister to these youth and this new position with the camps. And so so if somebody listening wants to join you or help provide some, what's the best way to contact you? What should they do? They could just call me at 901-412-9446, or they can go to our website at kacamps.org, and they can find my contact information on there uh, and get in touch with me. My email is randy 
at KAA Camps, KAA Camps with a K, K A M P S dot org. Uh, they could email me at that email address. We'll love to contact them and build a relationship, build a dialogue, and and really kind of tailor fit what their needs are and how they can help us. Yeah. Probably the 1st of May, you're going to be heading to camp. Yes. So between now and then, what's Randy Odom going to be up to? Well, I'm recruiting staff, kids, groups. Uh, I'm working the Memphis area in a five-hour radius, just marketing and getting the word out about what we're doing, contacting churches, youth leaders, pastors, and really anyone and everyone who wants to be a part of what we're doing. In the name of Jesus, but I was thinking about this man of faith, Joe White, And if our listeners don't know who Joe White is, you need to find out who Joe White is. And somebody who's passionately in love with Jesus Mm -hmm. and cares about people. So what impresses you most about Joe? I haven't met too many people with that drive for the gospel and who really loves kids, but who has been the same over the last 60 years consistently. His mission for every kid to know Jesus Christ, every kid to have a camping experience where they can feel like a champion and be able to uh, commit his life to it. You know, Joe's been at it for a long time. How's he doing health-wise? I know he's had bout with cancer. Yep, I believe he's doing well. Uh, You know, Joe's never going to quit. He's on the grind all the time. He's gearing up for another summer. For me, too, just the fact when I see Joe, he's going to give me a hug and ask me how I'm doing, how Enoch's doing, how my wife's doing. It doesn't matter if I've seen him in a year or a month or two days. Uh, he's going to ask about them. And so I'm honored to, to know him and, and blessed to be a part of, of Kids Across America. That's awesome. You know, I think I told you we had a couple of opportunities to visit with Joe. And I remember a few years ago, he's a good friend with the bots, uh, Mr. Bot. We had a manager's meeting out in Branson, out on mm-hmm. Table Rock Lake. Mr. Bot had Joe come and he did a whole session on <laughs> leadership. But he walked in covered in chains and he was talking <laughs> yeah. about the things, you know, yeah. creative ways of presenting the gospel message. Yes. Randy, I appreciate you, man. I'm so glad you haven't left Memphis because you're one of my best friends. Well, you know what? (laughs) I listen to you guys. Y'all are such a blessing. I'm honored to even be in the same space with you because I know Bot has a tremendous footprint across our nation. I'm just honored that I could be here today and being able to go to church with you and see how much you serve, not just throughout the week. You serve eight days a week. You doing something for the Lord. So that's an example to me. And I'm just honored to be here. And it's awesome to know that you guys care about the kids in the city. And that's never wavered. So I appreciate you for that. God bless you, my friend. Praise the Lord. And any plans in the near future for you to be preaching anywhere locally? Or I'm on tap to do uh, this next Saturday. I'll be doing something at, at Memphis Union Mission. And then uh, next month I'll be at uh, at Christ United at a, at a Bible study in the morning. But I'm always apt to, if anyone asks me, to be able to share or share about God's goodness. So. I appreciate that. Anybody listening now, I encourage you to give Randy a call for that. If you want somebody (laughs) to unfold, impact the word, uh, really motivate your people, call 901-412-9446. That number also to call if uh, you could sponsor one of these areas, a child, a bus, a cabin, you know, a group, whatever. Please call the number. Call Randy, 901-412-9446. Well, brother, we're going to have to get back together real soon, but thanks so much for giving us an update. Thank you. Hey, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I do appreciate you stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.